Idris Watsi. What's going on, my man? What's going on? Happy to be what's, here. Yeah. What's life like after uh, after a big fight? You sit back, relax, or do you kind of keep 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 on the grind, or what's going on? Well, so far it's been a roller coaster of emotions because right after the fight, I had my head down and I felt terrible. And then when I went home and watched it, I felt better. And then this morning I watched it again and then I, I felt better. And then um, I had a friend call me and told me that um, I should have retired. And now I've been depressed all day. Yeah. So it's just a roller coaster of emotions. That's, uh, yeah. I, I, watching the fight, I thought you actually may have won the fight. Now, I, um, I knew I lost it because I, I pretty much took a knee twice. And, and I rewatched it, and I, and I did that. It was a veteran move. I did it because he actually surprised me with his power. I didn't think he was going to hit hard at all. And he actually hit me harder than everyone I've fought so far in bare knuckle. Because when he clipped me um, in my head, I seemed like triple. And then that's why I, I fell. I pretty much took a knee. And then I got up, and I felt good. But I'm so disappointed because skills skill-wise, I feel like I should have smoked him. But, you know, it was only a two-day notice, really a day notice, because they called me Wednesday at 3, told me to be ready. Can I make it to the airport in three hours? I did it. Didn't even look him up yet. I didn't look him up until the day of weigh-ins, which was Thursday. So it was really last minute. Mm -hmm. when, you're, when you're taking a punch in bare knuckle, and have you ever done traditional boxing with gloves? I know you have like yes, a mixed martial arts background. Yes. Um, when I first started, I wanted to be a kickboxer. And then um, there, kickboxing is like a dead sport. So while I'm trying to get a kickboxing fight, I'm training MMA. Okay. And um, I just started doing a whole bunch of amateur fights. Like I have like 30 amateur MMA fights, but I didn't wrestle. So I got taken down most of my fights. And then I did um, four pro boxing, one pro Muay Thai, and one pro kickboxing. And I did seven amateur. My amateur kickboxing was like seven and one or six and one, something like that. Oh, okay. Because I'd seen you had like 33 fights in MMA or something like that. Like you, you were kind of a veteran in MMA. Um, but I didn't yeah, know I you were mainly in, like in kickboxing. Fight. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that because I just fight MMA so much. But I was going to – at one point I wanted to travel and go to the Netherlands and train there. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just I think the Netherlands—it's just a cool city. I don't know if you've ever been, but uh, uh, oh, you've been there? Yeah. So, jeez, uh, I went uh, a couple years ago. Touched down in in uh, Amsterdam um, and spent a few days there. I was over in Europe for a little while and just kind of traveling around. But yeah, um, actually, Amsterdam was probably uh, my favorite leg of the trip. Actually, it's it's just a really cool city um that's dope yeah kind of all on the water you get to kind of walk it's very walkable it's a pretty city and i mean everybody's super nice and they all speak english which is easy so you know you don't have to worry about that when i was in when i was in paris that's like people hate to speak english in paris you said something like you saw triple when you were uh when when you got tagged the first time um uh who are you fighting you were fighting uh uh, uh jeff soder um, now is that, is it completely different getting tagged with a bare knuckle versus you know, 
versus uh, traditional boxing? Yes, it's very different. It's um, I feel like it's a game changer because you don't have to be a good boxer. You could be a regular dude with a hard punch and you crack a boxer and then, you know, then he's turning different. Like he doesn't want to engage. And I noticed that when I first started watching bare knuckle fights, that a lot of guys, they don't really engage. And when they do, a lot of men get cracked. And I've seen in this sport, I've seen even that night, like no disrespect to, to the co-main event, but Noah got cracked. And you and he was like literally crying. You can mm -hmm. see the pain in his in his, in his face. Mm -hmm. Like it it's a game changer when you get cracked in certain areas. You get your orbital bone cracked and fractured. Like I was supposed to fight Quinn Henry in February, okay. and he still was injured from his previous fight because his face was still fractured. Oh, it, this is a different ball game. Yeah, and I now you're saying that, but I've noticed that as well. It's like someone goes into uh, the ring and they're pretty confident. And then the first time they get hit, it's like their world comes crashing down. Cause I, I think it's so different than what they've been exposed to. Absolutely. Um, like what's one thing that you don't get to do during camp. Although I know you didn't have a long camp for this fight. Apparently it was kind of last minute, but normally what's like one thing that you can't wait to do that you haven't been able to do during, during camp. Maybe that's like something you eat or drink, hang with friends, a hobby. I would say, uh, I mean, I, I've done a lot of things that I wasn't supposed to do, but okay. <laughs> um, I'm not one of those guys that like are super strict. Like, Oh, there's a camp. I can't do this. I can't do that. I feel like if you're a fighter, you're a fighter. And you should be able to perform anytime. Like if someone disrespect me on the streets, I don't like, Oh, I got a camp. Can't fight you. No, it's on a cracking. So I don't I don't have no limitations. Like I have boxer friends that tell me, oh, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't eat an edible. And I still do. Now, that's one thing that I would say an edible. I didn't I didn't eat. I haven't ate edibles a lot because they make you super tired. Uh -huh. So I'm going to go enjoy one today. OK, so that's that's kind of that one thing you're like, you know, I've for, uh, you know, seven weeks. I, I haven't done this very much. And, and that's my that's my vice. Yeah, I would probably say edibles. OK, nice. Um, do you stay pretty fit year round or do you kind of, you know, kind of fight ready at a moment's notice, which you kind of just said, or, well, ever since, um, my last fight in bare knuckle in June against Tomahawk, Steven Townsville, uh -huh. I, I try to stay in shape because that fight eats me at night. Like I, I feel like I lost the fight because of my cardio. So I've been stepping up my cardio, but now I got to step it up more because I was a little bit tired in that fight. Right. So I try to stay now, now that I'm, I'm losing weight. I want to, I want to keep it up. I don't want to go. I don't want to fall back into the fat boy stages. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 I mean, you looked like you were pretty in shape for this last fight. Uh, I mean, um, and you looked like you moved well too. I mean, you looked like, I think you looked like the more traditional boxer, honestly. And that's, I think that kind of threw me at the end of the fight, which which may be why I kind of thought you won because you just kind of looked uh, kind of more traditional where he was kind of like what you said, tagged you with one good shot or one or two good shots. And uh, it kind of, you know, changes your game up a little bit. Um, and that could have been out of luck or whatever, because every now and then you see those 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 punches that are kind of just yeah, not lucky, and, and, you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah, I would say a little bit of that. But also, his style was a little bit funky, and I wasn't used to it. 
He switches stance. He has his hand out. And for like a day notice, I would have loved to have a camp because right. I, it kind of threw me. It just threw me off. Like I, I, I noticed that I'm a counterfighter and he actually wasn't that aggressive. Like I thought he, I was hoping he would come in so I could catch him, but uh-huh. he didn't come. He was really smart. I feel like this is the best he's ever looked. Looking at his fights, he, he sharpened up a lot because he did good body shots. And he. I feel like um, lead, watching his fights was a, is very misleading. Yeah. Do you think that he – so did he only ha- – he had that little bit of time as well. Like he didn't really get to watch you, I guess, as much because um, it looked like you stalked him more than he stalked you. Yeah, I mean uh, – I would say that, but uh, he had, um, you know, this it was his hometown, so he had time to to prepare and and to yeah. be the best version of himself, and um, and his his cardio was better than mine. But yeah. also, I I thought he was good. I thought he was smaller than me, and I feel like he was bigger than me. He was taller, right? Yeah, he was taller, and he actually weighed a couple pounds more. Oh, okay, yeah. So he has me thinking about dropping weight classes, like. I feel like I should drop down to 175. And I feel like you could do that pretty easily. Yeah, that's the next thing I'm going to do. Um, I think I'm going to drop down 175 because I just want to I want to I, I want to go on a killing spree. And I think the smaller guys like Julian Lane, like the little David Medales, even the Mike Perry's, uh-huh. the 510s, the 5'11 guys, that's who I want to fight. Not Mike Perry because that's my boy, but I was using him <laughs> as an example yeah, because yeah. He 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 fights at seventy five, and I, I like like when I used to spar him, it was beautiful because I don't have to reach; I can just throw, throw my jab more. And I really think my next fight will be my best fight because you're going to drop down. Yes, sir. What got you into bare knuckle? Because I love to um, I love to fight, and what really got me to bare knuckle when they first announced that you know um, in two thousand eighteen. I was suspended because I was a journeyman in California and I fought a lot. So they suspended me. So I couldn't fight on the original cards because I've actually got offered to fight on the bare knuckle cards and um, I couldn't do it. So I've always been interested in doing bare knuckle from the moment I seen it. And I always thought that I punch harder without gloves and I, I just think it's fun. I, you know, I'm crazy. I was going to do the slap shit too, as well. They reached <laughs> out to me. no, <laughs> Uh, don't do the slap. Stay in bare knuckle. It's it's much more exciting <laughs> to watch. I mean, the the slap is fun, but I don't see how they do it for very long. Um, how that or how they keep an audience, you know, going year over year, really caring about it. I feel like bare knuckle just is going to grow like MMA grew. Um, yes, is, you know what? what I'm excited to see. Me too. I'm so excited to see. And honestly, I was more excited when I heard Nate Shook say this at the um, the meeting. He said, "Guys, we we are going to start." doing the usada drug testing and uh, i'm so happy because i've been clean my whole life and i don't i'm pretty sure everyone is juicing and i want to fight someone clean and um so i'm excited that you know it's it's going in that direction yeah for sure i think it has to i mean if you want these fights to even be legitimate right i mean you, you've got to get drug testing in there i felt like uh eddie alvarez also when he after his fight he was like be, you know bare knuckles the future he was like this is for dogs um, yes, it is. It's for dogs. That'd be a good promotion too. Yeah, dog well, you promotion. See it. Yeah. I mean, you see, you see fighters that that want to keep going, and then you you know you see the dogs, and then you see those that are like, oh dang, no, this is this is a lot, <laughs> and and one punch, and and they're 
they're they're they're out, you know. Yeah, and like Luke Rocco. Luke Rocco's a dog, right? In MMA. Uh-huh. He said no. <laughs> no, no, no. He no, yeah, I agree. No, he's he's a dog in MMA for sure. But especially in his I prime. So, yeah, in his prime, he was a killer. He's a former champion, but I was super surprised that he I'm not gonna say quit, but I would say quit, yeah. Yeah, I mean I I, I don't know. I felt like kind of that was the uh, that was the thought before the fight was: is he ready to take a bare knuckle to the face? Um, it just requires, I think, a different mentality. I mean, I know I could never do it. I'm not I'm, so I'm I'm not going to shame him at all. Um, but I do think it requires a different mentality that you can just tell from a guy. And I just I don't I didn't think Luke Rockholt was going to be someone that was going to be bloodied at the end of the fight. You know. I thought I was going to take a few punches and yeah, needed I mean, to just kind of bow out. But um, I just thought for some reason, like I had a different observation. I just thought that uh, his left hand would be precise. And I guess I was wrong. Yeah. He may not have taken it as seriously as he should have. I don't know. Cause I was expecting more. Um, so you've been in MMA for what a long time. You've had 23 fights. Now you've got three fights under your belt yeah. and bare knuckle. And I didn't even know about your, your kickboxing career. Are you starting to feel like a veteran? Um, well, I, I didn't hear the last part. Oh, are you starting to feel like a veteran? I mean, in, in BKFC, three fights, oh, yeah. I feel like I, is actually a kind of a big deal. Yes, I, I definitely feel like a veteran now because I went the distance, and a lot of guys don't go the distance. So, and then even even the last fight in June, I went four rounds. So I got like twenty minutes bare knuckle experience now, and that's a lot. And I'm starting to feel like a veteran, and I and I and I definitely want to fight more, but um. I just got to, I have to, I just got to win my next one. I would not be happy if I don't win my next one. Yeah. I felt like in your last fight, you really kind of stuck to what limited game plan you had, but I, you didn't panic, which I feel like was a veteran move. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So has your, you know, I, you know, now you're starting to feel like a veteran. You're 33 years old now. Uh, has your routine changed as you've gotten older? rehab you know your body weight you wake up you feel a little bit more sore takes a little bit longer to recover um i felt like that kind of hit me when i hit 30 but what about you um not really i i i started to feel aches and pains at 30 but now i realize it it was because i gained weight because around 30 around the pandemic i got to 240 and i've never been that big in my life and now that i'm losing now that I'm losing weight, I feel younger and I feel better that I've cut the junk food from my diet. So I feel, I don't, I, every day I wake up energetic now. Nice. You know, I feel like when I hit 30, I had to be more kind of uh, intentional about what I ate. <laughs> uh, I could no longer just eat whatever, whenever. I really had to kind of think about it. Um, also had to be intentional about working out and all that stuff. Of course, I'm not a, I'm not a bare knuckle fighter or, or in the MMA, but I, don't know, I feel like that's when I really had to start thinking about and being very intentional about what I ate and kind of even when I worked out, trying not to injure myself or something like that. Yeah, I, I definitely think nutrition is one of the biggest things when you get older. Like, I love what Houston Alexander said in his uh, in his uh, post fight on Instagram. Uh-huh. It hit it hit every nail in the coffin about age because, you know, I wonder about age all the time. And he was like, you know, age is just a number. But he said, we are going to get older. There's nothing you could do about it. But you can eat better diet it's it's a mindset i have to reread what he said but like moving forward i just want to make every day count and just, just try to just eat better and stay in shape and appreciate you know life yeah 
You feel like, you know, being in the fight game this long, you have to have a pretty good support system? Yes, you definitely need a support system. Um, I think uh, I, mean, I kind of feel to, like... I'm sure you've had that if you've been in the, the fight game this long. No, everyone tells me I need to um, give it up. And <laughs> No. Really? Yeah. That's hard to like get. My... Something you've done this this long? I mean, I'm sure this is... You've dedicated such a long amount of time to your... To, yeah, to and that's why I gained weight craft. when I was suspended. Because I, I didn't... When I wasn't fighting, I was eating McDonald's and gaining weight. Now that I'm fighting, I feel great. So I don't want to give it up. But you have to win. Like, I need to win. And that's why I think going to a new weight class, starting over and having success, that's my goal. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to, you're, you're definitely those, that weight class, because you're probably having to reach a little bit, right? I mean, when you're fighting these taller guys, um, all the time. I, I'm always a shorter guy. Like, yeah. I'm just so tired of fighting lanky, tall, big ass heavyweights. Like I just fought a heavyweight in December. The uh, the UFC dude Nick Nick Boca, but Bo Nickel. Oh, his yeah. his his teammate Anthony Casar. Yeah, and uh, that's just it, it's tough to, um, and especially if they're not gonna stalk you a little bit and let you counter. Exactly, and and he he was six two six three. I'm just big ass heavyweight and. I need, I need, I need the short guys. I identify as lightweight. <laughs> nice. Um, how do you prepare for a fight? Like the, I'm talking about the six, seven weeks. You know, when you start grinding, needing, getting ready for a fight. Well, my first burn knuckle, I, I think that was my best preparation because I did a lot of more running. But what I did was like run, and, and then after I'm finished running, then I do sprints. And do a lot more explosive sprints, a lot more uh, explosive workouts in general, a lot of hitting the bag with, you know, bare knuckle uh-huh. and um, even sparring with four ounce gloves. And to me, that that was the best. So I, I want to go back to that. Yeah. How do you get your knuckles prepared for that? I feel like, you know, when I watched Alvarez fight, it was kind of amazing. I never saw him really... Uh, unclench his fist except for kind of in between rounds um but he seemed to always have a very tight fist how do you prepare your your knuckles for that how do you i mean because you're if you don't i mean i'm assuming you don't pull your punches but i mean if you hit someone in the wrong spot if you hit them on the top of their head or i mean you're gonna fracture your hand yeah i think uh just hitting hard objects like i was gonna say the heavy bag but I had a heavy bag that was so hard. I almost broke my wrist hitting it. So I'm hitting like cactus, like light things that are hard, but light at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've seen some people use like a, uh, a piece of like a two by four um, that they stand up, maybe cover it in uh, I don't know leather or something like that. I don't know if that's just for show or if that's something that people actually do to kind of prepare their knuckle or not. Yeah. I seen, I seen hunt the champ do all type of weird things like hitting hit things like that and hitting wood. And I don't, I don't know if they're doing it just for Instagram, but I think like for me that hitting the cactus really worked. Cause I had a cactus in my backyard before I moved. So the cactus really worked for me because my knuckles, I feel like are harder and it, it didn't hurt my wrists. And I don't even use wraps when I spar. Uh-huh. Now you're talking about a literal cactus. Yes. <laughs> So do you do you take? Is this a stupid question? Do you take the uh, the uh, prickly part of the cactus off the well, spine? 
or the, the I actually didn't do it the first time and I paid for it. Oh man. Because it, it all started I was angry with my roommate and I wanted to punch my roommate's face off, but I didn't want to go to jail. So I had to punch something and I seen the cactus looking at me and I just cracked <laughs> it. And um I didn't realize that it still got sharp things in it. So <laughs> after that, then I shaved it. But the first time was painful. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's insane. Well, I mean, that's that's a story right there. You freaking punch it. I mean, if that's that's Instagrammable, right? <laughs> Start yeah, punching a cactus I, to get ready for a fight. Hell yeah, I should record it next time. Yeah. Uh, what do you do mentally to get kind of prepared? Like, you know, that hour or two before a fight, uh, do you listen to music or or what do you do to kind of calm the nerves? You know, when when probably your brain's telling you to run, what do you do? Well, what I did for this one was read the text messages from my baby mama, and I was more angry. Like at the weigh-ins, I was just thinking about all the things she said, and because it motivated me my first fight, uh-huh. but this one, it just wasn't working. I was like, it's not working. I need, I need, a, I need something else. But um, just think about everything I've been through. Like I shot myself three years ago, and I and I missed, I missed my um. I missed like two inches from my bone. Like I just hit all meat on accident and I've been through car accidents. I've been shot before that. I've been through a lot of stuff. So I'm thinking about everything I've been through. God has me here for a reason. This is God's plan. But then when I lose, I'm like, damn, God's plan is for me to lose. Fuck. This is not a good plan. <laughs> this is not a good plan. So you shot yourself in the leg, I'm assuming. Mm. No, I um I did a Joe Riggs. I shot myself in the hand like a couple years ago. Oh man, and you didn't hit anything but meat. All meat. I should repost it because it was pretty graphic. But like that's the reason why I decided to keep fighting because I missed my. I was centimeters away from my pinky bone. Yeah, and, and I'm you here been for Dunzo. reason. Yeah, I would have been like. Yeah, I would have been like the little dude off a of scary hand, Mr. Handtaker. <laughs> yeah, you would have been. I mean, it would have been a tough. You, I guess you could have continued to fight, but I mean, that would nah, have been, been hard as hell. Yeah, that, that would that would be almost impossible. But dang, you said car accidents too, so you've survived. I guess a couple of a couple of yeah, car I've accidents. Yeah, I was three car accidents, like twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, and not my fault though. Uh, I rear ended, but every car got totaled. So I'm catching the bus like the whole year I'm catching buses to gyms and catching lifts and Ubers and not I don't financially I'm not there. And I was upset. I was really upset in March because I'm getting fights canceled and it's messing with my money. Yeah. So it's just been rough for me. Jeez, it's brutal. Was that now? Is this when you were at your heaviest or this was when you were in shape? Because I was like, if this you're is- if you were running around <laughs> without a car, that might have been why you were in shape. Yeah, that's another reason because it's now like ever since December when I came back from uh, fighting Anthony Casar in December third in Orlando, I came back to no car because I let my sorry, pathetic, no good, loser ass, punk ass uncle borrow my car, and when I came back, he crashed it and then lied about it. So that's a whole nother thing I've had to deal with, and. I had an uncle who stole a car and he said it, said it, uh, or he didn't steal it. He just, he said he, he totaled it. Um, and, but said well, it got stolen. I, yeah. He's, he's a, a just a bitch in there, but he's a liar. And, um, the, and I'm glad he's out of my hair because 
that's been another thing that's been drowning me. Like, you know, mentally, last year was a really hard year for me because he was. I'm a drowning, and he's drowning. He's bringing me down because, you know, I had an uncle that was like, "I'm doing bad. Can I stay with you?" And uh-huh. my dad runs a my dad runs a, a rented a room aboard, and I I stay there. So I was like, "Yeah, you can stay here." And then he was just like extended his stay. He would never leave. He's like a like a man child, forty six year old man child. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta you gotta cut some people loose, you know. Yes, I know. I definitely know now. I'm, I, I cut them loose, and I feel better. <laughs> I mean, it's tough, and you're you know you're there for them when when they need it. But um, if they're bringing you down, and you've got a plan, and your plan is to be a champion and and continue fighting and stuff, if they're not adding to that, I mean, you you've got you've got your own life to live, you know. You've got your own goals to meet. Exactly. And, you know, and he doesn't see it like that. Because when I was training, when I had the car, I would stop and pick him up for work and messing up my training session. And I would get no gratitude. So I'm glad that's over. Any pre-fight rituals that you have? Yeah, I have a lot of weird um, superstition, man. Like, I like to do certain things before fights. Um, it's not like touching doorknobs or yeah it is like touching doorknobs okay. it's so weird it's like I feel like okay for this fight I was like if you don't get your hair in singles you're, you're going to lose this fight and okay. I tried to take my hair out and I couldn't find a hair braider and I'm like oh here we go so yeah I need to get over that I, I've always had these weird superstition things so it's not the same thing it's just you get something in your head and that's that's the thing before that fight. Exactly. Like this time, I was like, if you're a red, if you're a red corner, you're losing. And then it was like, Wasi, you're in the red. I was like, fuck. I oh, wanted to be blue. <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. I'm talking about like a like a like in baseball. You know, they have the same ritual they do before every pitch. If your ritual is constantly changing, that's that's tough. Yeah, I'm a mental case. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Man, well, it has been it's been super fun talking to you, and I, I really enjoyed the opportunity. I can't wait to see you keep grinding in the BKFC, man. Thank you. Uh, likewise, I appreciate it. Um, I, I want to come back. I will. I want to do the Georgia card because my mom lives in Georgia, and yeah. the, Georgia just got licensed for bare knuckle, and I believe they might have a show September or October. So that's what I'm hoping for. Awesome. Well, I hope to see you there. Absolutely. And I hope you're blue. (laughs) Thank you, Ryan. (laughs) Okay, man.